0: Hello listener, my name is Matt, I'm the author of the story you're about to hear, the conclusion of, that's right, today's episode is the last in this uh, first series of podcasts, but don't worry, it doesn't mean the story is uh, coming to an end, um, not necessarily anyways, um, but uh, I want to thank you, everybody who uh, came along this, this far uh, into this uh, journey with us. And uh, if, if you listen to all these episodes, I really hope you uh, enjoyed them. And if you listened to all these episodes and you didn't enjoy them, what are you doing? Why are you listening to a story that you don't like? Um, I can only think that maybe somebody's forcing you to listen to these episodes uh, in which case I I would like to talk to that person right now listener thank you for your enthusiasm Um, but please don't force anyone to listen to this story you know um, your heart's in the right place I see that you want to Spread the word about this story and, and share it with, with the people around you, but this is not the way. This is not the way to do it. Um so, uh <laughs> Um Yeah, as I as I said, this is the last episode. Um, you know, if you've got somebody with you who doesn't want to listen to it, give them a chance to leave now. But, you know, maybe they wanna stay and, and hear the conclusion. Because today we have not one, but two chapters for you. That's right, today's a double episode, season finale. We've got two of uh, my personal favorite chapters in the whole story for you today. So get comfortable. And if you're forcing someone to listen to this with you, make sure they're comfortable too uh, for the conclusion of Tilda and Quatch Monster. Chapter 9. Quatch Monster's Weird Bike. The morning after they rid the house of Miss Anita's giant voot monster, Tilda's mother had to come into her bedroom to wake her up. Tilda, Tilda, honey, it's after nine o'clock. Are you feeling okay? She woke in a panic. Last night was a blur. She remembered sneaking out of the window with Quatch Monster so they could play flashlight tag in the backyard with Gab Monkey. And then Just another ten minutes, Tilda begged, then pulled the covers up over her head. When her mother was gone, Tilda got up and searched her room. No sign of Gab Monkey or Quatchmonster. Then she went to the window and stuck her head outside. The rain had finally stopped. The sun was shining. Birdsong could be heard coming from the chestnut tree in the backyard, accompanied by a familiar, slightly out-of-tune voice. Tweet, tweet, tweet! Tweet! Okay, okay, let me try that again. Tweet, tweet, tweet! Tilda threw on her clothes, ran to the kitchen, kissed her parents and baby brother, grabbed a slice of cold toast with strawberry jam, and then burst out the front door and ran down the stairs of the apartment building. Her parents just looked at each other, astonished. Outside, Tilda found Gab Monkey sitting in the chestnut tree next to a small red-and-gray songbird twittering its morning tune. "'Well, I think you're being far too critical. I'm a monkey with very little musical training.' "'Gabby said to the bird perched beside her. "'After all, it's not about the notes you sing. "'It's about the song that's in your heart. "'Gabby!' Tilda cried. "'Good morning, Tilda. Isn't it a beautiful day? "'Where is your bike? Are you ready to get started?' "'Before Tilda could reply, "'the happy monkey took a deep breath and continued singing. "'Tweety-tweety-tweet!' Tweety, Tweet, tweet, tweet! A tweet, a tweet, a tweet!' Tilda had nearly forgotten. Late in the night, she had promised her friends that she would learn to ride a bike. Today! The pieces were beginning to fall into place. Yesterday, after Quatchmonster showed up riding something that could only be described as a weird flying bike, he started to give a demonstration. Instead of wheels, it had two giant, rainbow-sparkling bubbles, which Tilda learned would only pop if the driver wanted them to. The bike's thin, curling frame looped around the bubble wheels and formed a kind of saddle for the driver, who was now also in control of all kinds of crazy features. Somehow, Tilda was not surprised to learn that the bike had a confetti hose, firework launchers, and laser light beams, but it also sported practical things like a sticky rope cannon, dual rocket blasters, and a milkshake machine. As impressive as all of this was, the thing that made the bike truly weird was the music. Apparently it was powered not by gasoline or electricity, but rather a strange kind of musical fuel, which Monster himself recorded.
1: Yeah, I got a studio back at my place,
0: he stated casually.
1: Me and my crew meet up once a year for a recording session. It's a shame to waste these jams on fuel, but the music's gotta come from somewhere, you know?
0: Tilda wasn't sure she liked the strange music, so she decided to say what her parents often said about her art. It definitely is very creative,
1: Oh, thank you!'
0: Clutch Monster twisted his arms into a knot with pride.
1: "'So, you want to take it for a spin?'
0: "'You mean, together, right? You drive and I ride?' Clutch Monster slipped on a pair of tinted goggles.
1: "'There are no passengers on this bike, only drivers.'
0: Then Tilda dropped the bombshell. "'Actually, I don't know how to ride a bike.' You are... Quatch Monster's jaw literally dropped to the ground and his tongue rolled out onto the earth like a carpet. Yeah, I know, but it's
1: just so boring.
0: Boring? Quatch Monster started huffing and puffing.
1: You think my bike is boring?
0: Not your bike, my bike. Tilda pointed to the corner of the yard where her very regular-looking bike was locked up. It was a consolation prize for when the family moved to the new apartment. Tilda's mom and dad had promised to teach her how to ride it, but then came the baby and, well... Tilda convinced everyone that she would learn how to ride the bike first thing tomorrow morning. So now that it was tomorrow morning, she wondered if the delay tactic would work again. Miss Anita came outside carrying a shovel. Who's ready to start digging? Happy for the distraction, Tilda's hand shot into the air. Oh, me, I want to help. Aren't you supposed to be learning to ride a bike today? Anita asked before plunging the shovel into the soft, muddy earth. Yeah, but Quatch uh, isn't here. Tilda watched as Gab Monkey scampered down the tree and started scooping at the mud with her paws. "'I'll go get a shovel, too,' Tilda insisted. But when she went to open the door to the house, the knob wouldn't turn. She tried it again, but it seemed to be stuck. When she got on her knees to inspect the keyhole, she realized that the knob had a familiar, glittery, pink-gold face. "'Sorry, this house is for bike riders only!' the Monster doorknob shouted. "'But Miss Anita needs help with digging!' "'Tilda argued. "'A dozen wiggling, feather-like fingers shot out of the doorknob "'and struck Tilda in all her ticklish spots, "'under her arms, on her knees, right in the middle of her back. "'Yeah, okay, okay, I'll do it! "'But I don't want to learn on my stupid bike! "'I want to learn on yours!' "'The Monster doorknob shrugged.
1: "'Sure, but it's not gonna be any easier!'
0: Then he let out a whistle and the weird bubble bike came floating down out of the sky and parked on the lawn next to them. Tilda approached the bike and was about to climb on when Quatchmonster cut her off in a cloud of shimmering dust.
1: Stop! First mistake. No helmet.
0: Then he unwrapped a piece of gum from his pocket, chewed it, and blew a bubble.
1: Here, put this on.
0: The bubble was surprisingly not at all sticky and formed a transparent dome around Tilda's head. Cool, thanks, she smiled. Now can I get on?
1: Let me make a couple of adjustments first.
0: Clutch Monster banged and twisted and tweaked the thing until he was satisfied.
1: Okay, mount up.
0: Tilda took hold of the frame, but it flopped away from her grip like a wet fish.
1: Good girl, take it easy,
0: Quatch Monster said soothingly. I am taking it easy, Tilda protested.
1: I wasn't talking to you,
0: Quatch Monster said, stroking the bike. Then he took Tilda aside.
1: You've got to approach your bicycle with respect. This is not just some hunk of metal, bubbles, and milkshakes. This is freedom, fun. And, most importantly, a friend.
0: It took several attempts before Tilda finally managed to get on the weird, wiggly bike. Then she had to learn how to transfer from standing on one foot to pedaling. Then came steering and stopping. In theory, it was just like riding a regular bicycle. But the goofy features of the clutch ride kept making things difficult. When she first sat down on the bike, she accidentally pressed a button which sent the thing bouncing into the air, boing, 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 and sent her falling into the mud. Later, as Tilda started to make some progress with pedaling, her knee accidentally turned the milkshake dispenser on to full blast, spraying strawberry ice cream over the whole backyard. After that, everyone took a break to eat the mess. Then... Tilda got back on the bike. Every time she fell, she was grateful for her bubble helmet, which managed to cushion her fall even if she didn't land on her head. Every time she got back up, Tilda was more determined to get it right this time, thanks in large part to her friend's encouragement. The cool summer morning turned into a hot afternoon and then finally to a humid evening. Tilda was sore, tired, frustrated, and ready to quit. I can't do it, she cried, after her foot accidentally discovered yet another hidden button, which, as far as Tilda could tell, just made some kind of clicking noise. What even is that thing? She asked.
1: That's the stapler,
0: Monster said proudly. Cool, huh? Tilda let out an exhausted grunt. Ugh! Why would anyone need a stapler on a bike?
1: It's not too late to start using your own bike, you know,
0: Quatch Monster said indignantly. So, Tilda decided to give it one last shot, this time with her bike. And you know what? It worked. Suddenly, her boring, regular old bike was not so hard to ride. Before Tilda knew it, she was cruising around the backyard, turning loops around the chestnut tree, driving past Anita and Gabby until she crashed suddenly into the broken picnic table. That's when she heard an unexpected sound coming from up above her. Was that applause? We're so proud of you, honey! Tilda's mother shouted out the window of their apartment. Her father waved and yelled, I think you're going to need some more room to ride. Anita called back.
1: I'll get my bike and take her over to the park.
0: Sounds good, thanks, Anita, Tilda's mother replied. Then her father chimed in. What are you digging down there? I'm digging a community pool. And this is how Tilda, Anita, Gabby, and Quatch Monster ended their first full day spent all together as friends, doing nothing particularly magical. Anita got out her old rusty bike out of the basement and led them to the park across the street, with Gab Monkey riding in her bicycle's basket. Tilda cruised through puddles on her regular old bike, with Quatch Monster wrapped around the handlebars, his outstretched tongue flapping behind them in the wind. As they rode, the sun sank lower, transforming the cloudy sky from blue and white to pink and gold. Gabby fell asleep in Anita's basket, and Quatch Monster took over pedaling for Tilda. But they kept going until the moon came out and a rainbow formed on the horizon. Then finally they stopped riding to admire the stunning view. That's when Tilda heard her mother calling her home. Let's stay out a little bit longer, she said to her friends. I'm not ready for summer to be over. No, said Monster, staring at the rainbow.
1: It's time for us to go home.
0: Tilda sighed. Since when did you become the party pooper? I don't mean your home.
1: I mean it's time for us to go to my home. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Intermission Music.
1: <laughs>
0: Please take this opportunity to stretch your legs, grab a snack, and press pause if you need more time. Because we're gonna continue now with the final chapter of Tilda and Quatch Monster. Chapter 10. Somewhere on Top of the Rainbow. Your home, Tilda asked, her heart racing. You mean right now? The voice of Tilda's mother echoed through the park.
1: Tilda, time for
0: dinner. Monster just kept his eyes focused on the rainbow.
1: I want to go home.
0: Tilda felt a pang in her stomach. There was something he wasn't telling her. How long will it take to get there? She asked finally.
1: I'll have you home in 15 minutes,
0: her friend promised.
1: 20 at the most.
0: Miss Anita, who had been silently listening until now, cleared her throat.
1: Uh <clears throat> how far away exactly do you live? Uh, how far well let me see it takes about five of your minutes to get there, then we'll want some time to look around my amazing house, and then we'll need another five of your minutes to get back, Quatch Monster said.
0: Why do you keep saying your minutes? Anita asked.
1: I didn't say my minutes, I said your minutes,
0: Quatch monster came back. Then he stretched two fingers into his mouth and whistled for his bike. Tilda put down her kickstand and walked over to Anita. What do you think I should do? Her neighbor just shrugged and smiled, looking down at the sleeping gab monkey in her basket.
1: Hey, only young once, or twice if you're lucky.
0: Tilda inhaled deeply, then turned back to the magical creature. Okay, let's do it. But if we're not back in 20 minutes... Kvatchmonster cut her off as his weird flying bubble bike swooped down out of the sky.
1: If we're not back in 20 minutes, wake up, Gabby. She'll know what to do.
0: He stretched himself up as tall as a tree and the bike parked itself under him. Then he lowered himself down onto the driver's saddle. "'lifting Tilda up onto the seat behind him. "'One last thing,' Quotch Monster said to Anita "'as he put on his driving goggles.
1: "'Whatever you do, don't get the parents involved. "'Parents always make things complicated.'
0: "'Anita waved to them as they hovered slowly up into the sky, "'leaving the park and Tilda's world behind.' Tilda held tightly to her squishy, blobby friend, who was busy hitting hidden buttons and peddling. At that moment, she noticed the creature's smell for the first time. It reminded her of some supposedly grape-flavored bubblegum she once tried, which tasted more like purple than like grapes. Tilda's thoughts were interrupted by a funky little tune, something like, Someone improvising a jazz concert using only mouth noises. Then, a rhythmic popping joined in, giving the melody a wet, slapping beat. For a moment, Tilda thought she might actually be enjoying the unusual song fueling their ride. Until some kind of rusty sawing sound was added. Then there was the singing, which was impossible to understand. Altogether, it reminded her of some racket you might hear coming from a construction site. "'Can you possibly turn the music down?' Tilda shouted over the noise. Quatchmonster rotated his head around, his face serious.
1: "'You don't like it?'
0: Tilda remembered how proud her friend had been when telling her about the music which he himself had recorded. "'No, it's great. I just uh, have really sensitive ears.' He nodded skeptically.
1: "Uh Uh-huh.
0: Then the bike sprang into gear and they were flying away from Tilda's home at what felt like light speed. Soaring up over the clouds, they could see the full arch of the rainbow straight in front of them. The colors somehow seemed brighter up here and continued to get more intense as they approached. "'Is that where we're going?' Tilda shouted. "'Do you live on a rainbow?' but Monster just held up one finger as if asking her to wait a moment. The bike slowed, coming to a rest at the peak of the technicolor arch. To Tilda's surprise, the rainbow did not appear to be simply light, reflecting in tiny drops of water, as she remembered having learned somewhere. It actually looked solid enough that you might be able to walk on it, or swim in it. As Tilda considered this possibility, Quatchmonster turned down the strange music fueling the bike, then removed his driving goggles.
1: To answer your question, no, I do not live up here, but I figured it would be worth a quick stop.
0: Tilda glanced down at the world below. From their parking spot at the top of the rainbow, she could see water in all directions. They must be somewhere over the ocean. Her stomach turned and her feet started to tickle.
1: Okay, I uh I think I've seen enough. Thanks. We're not up here for the view. We're here for the taste.
0: Quatch Monster said, dipping an outstretched finger into one of the rainbow's stripes. He pulled back a curl of sticky red goo and offered it to Tilda.
1: Go ahead. Try it. What is it? Red.
0: And you can eat it.
1: I wouldn't call it eating, but you can definitely taste it.
0: Tilda closed her eyes and licked the dollop of color. Sweet fireworks of flavor exploded in her mouth. When she opened her eyes, Quotch Monster was grinning widely in anticipation. So? It tastes red. Like really red. Not strawberry or cherry exactly, but more like... Let me try some more. Tilda leaned out of the bike, grabbed a huge handful of the sticky goo, and stuffed it into her mouth, where it dissolved instantly. She tried yellow, green, purple, blue, and all the colors in between. Each bite was a totally new flavor experience, which shook her from her mouth to her brain, then all the way down to her toes. Do you think I can pack some of this stuff in a box and take it home? She wondered aloud, licking her fingers.
1: Okay, I think you've had enough,
0: Quatch Monster said, pulling Tilda back onto her seat.
1: Anyway, we gotta get going. Just one more
0: handful, Tilda cried. But the bubble bike was already lifting off, and the strange music was starting to play.
1: Keep your hands inside the vehicle. This part of the ride is gonna be a little bit bumpy,
0: Quatch Monster said, pointing the nose of their ride downward. The bike jumped into gear and they were racing down the curve of the rainbow, through the clouds, towards the ocean below. As they streaked over colorful stripes, they corkscrewed so that the rainbow was now within Tilda's grasp. Without thinking, she stretched her hand out and barely, just barely, managed to dip her fingers back into the delicious colors. The thick goo snowballed up her palm, wrapped around her arm. And that's when she got stuck. Tilda was jerked abruptly off the bike and found herself no longer riding with Quatch Monster, but falling through the air after him. Wait! Stop! She cried. But her magical friend couldn't hear her over the blaring music. Now he was accelerating faster and faster towards the water below, leaving Tilda behind. In this moment, Of all moments, Tilda started to truly enjoy the weird music coming out of the bike. She could even make out a few of the lyrics which she now recognized Quatchmonster
1: himself was singing. My house, buried deep beneath the sea, my house, won't you come and jam with me?
0: Then there was the sound of applause on the recording, and Quatch Monster could be heard thanking his audience.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening. We couldn't have done it without you. A special thanks to Lazy Bones for playing the chainsaw, and the fastest rabbit in the world featured on the drums.
0: In these final moments before they reached the water, time seemed to stand still. Tilda thought back to when she met her strange new friend. How fun and simple those first days were. It seemed like a lifetime ago. Then, something happened which snapped her back into the present. A school of brightly colored dolphins came into view, swimming in circles just below the surface of the water. They appeared to be creating a whirlpool. At the center of the swirling water, a huge hole was opening up, and it was getting bigger every second. And just as Tilda and Monster were about to plunge into that hole, one of the shimmering dolphins stopped swimming, lifted its head out of the water, and waved to her with a flipper, as if to let her know that everything was going to be okay. That wraps up this episode of Tilda and Monster. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating or review, and help us spread the word by telling people about the show. I want to thank Björn Leza for recording and producing. You can check out Björn's German language kids music at flunkmusik.de. If you want to get in touch with us directly, write us an email at quatchmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you join us again soon for the next chapter of the story.